stumbled across the Honest Pod with Carrie Garcia and Shara House, where our hope is to create a safe space to share stories that foster healing, hope, and the honesty needed to live free and fully alive. And now for this week's episode of the Honest Pod. Hey guys, we're back and we're back and we're back. I'm so excited because I actually get to look at your face. I know we're in person in person. Mm -hmm. This is a big deal. And can I just say California, you do, you're you're doing me right. It's cold, huh? Yeah. Is that appropriate (laughs) to say? (laughs) I don't know if that's appropriate, but anyway, sorry if, if I'm inappropriate. Um, it happened. I am back. I'm glad to be back. It feels good. We've, I've been here for a few days. I literally walked out of my house. I know most of the time we talk about weather. I feel like I've never <laughs> thought Carrie more. Weather, you're the weather check-in with it in the news. What's that called? I don't know. But weather report with I've, Carrie. I've never <laughs> had to worry about weather. I've yeah. never thought more about weather in my life ever until mm-hmm. I moved. Yeah. And then I walked out of my in-law's house the other day, yesterday, and I literally stood there with arms out arms wide open yeah yelling vitamin d (laughs) vitamin d it felt so good i didn't i was like oh i better bring a little sweater it's a little chilly well you you did that like right before our meeting and i was like well you did that today and i looked at my phone i'm like carrie it's still 54 degrees outside it was like early morning i'm like if you're from california 54 degrees practically snowing right and And i'm like well i left and it was eight yeah degrees so can't relate so i i mean here we are getting ready for the holidays we're gonna you know christmas is coming up merry christmas week yes right well this is going on thursday so christmas eve yeah merry christmas Eve. if you watch it christmas eve maybe you listen to this on christmas day because you just need to escape your family i get it we're gonna be talking about that today We might be the escape you need. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so funny because now I know I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm Italian. My family's Italian. We're all going hog wild on Christmas. The cannolis, yes, give mm-hmm. them all to me. And so I was like, you know what? I want to wear this green velvet suit that I have. You're wearing that on Christmas? Oh, you better believe it. I didn't know we were dressing up. We'll well, we're going, yeah, this is a later conversation. We're, we're doing breakfast together. I'm talking about the later afternoon for like, the Mark Antonio. wear your green velvet suit at 8 a.m. <laughs> on Christmas morning. <laughs> no. If you know Carrie, that would not be surprising. Right, I'd whatsoever. show up like, hello, hello are we doing oh, the most? Not, everyone's in pajamas, like, what, what's happening right now? <laughs> so I want to fit in this velvet suit, but I got the pants tailored um, a while ago when I was, you know, a little a little smaller pre-quarantine pre-quarantine yes pre-covid carry and uh pre-covid carry is i like that she's <laughs> she's she is a snack post-covid carry she's more like a likes buffet. a snack <laughs> <laughs> so i want to wear them so i was like okay i'm just gonna die as they say in the biz i'm gonna dial in my nutrition mm-hmm. before dial we're in. like you know before christmas comes and let me tell you like 
why would I go? I have no idea. I'm, I say, you told me that you were on a diet and I'm like, what are you doing? I was like, wait, low key, I'm on one too. I just didn't like make a conscious decision. It was just more like, oh, these don't fit anymore. We should probably do something about right. that. You know what I mean? But it's all going against us in the holidays because every there's just food everywhere. Cookies, candies, cakes. I feel like that speaks to who we are as people though. Like give us the most challenging thing and we'll show up. Totally. Okay, so you want us to diet during Christmas? Watch we're, me eat cauliflower in. instead of bread. Speaking of which, I had cauliflower bread this morning and like really just Ew. hoped it. I know it was like, I love English muffins and I was like, it's going to taste the same. Like it's going to be fine. And I'm like, absolutely not. Like I'm eating broccoli for breakfast and this is not okay with me with an egg on top. I'm like, huh? was it? Wait, so is it sliced like bread? Yeah. So it's like a cauliflower bread substitute you can get at Trader Joe's and it's like this little round Like an egg thing. McMuffin. And it's, yeah. And it's wiggly. I have a Ew. weird thing uh? with jiggly food. I've realized that, but yeah. it was like kind of wiggly and I'm like, wow, if I close my <laughs> eyes. <laughs> What do you put on that for us? Do you put mayonnaise? Do you put... No, see, I put egg... I could not imagine putting mayonnaise on that. Mayonnaise <laughs> like, I'm trying to think of an egg sandwich, bread? Like, I'm trying to lose weight, so I put uh, mayonnaise... <laughs> mayonnaise and a bunch of ranch on my morning toast. <laughs> because I'm healthy. Yeah, so like really counting C's here right now, counting cows. <laughs> but even like the boys were over um, the other day, and I made um, them this like big like potato like breakfast, and I had my wiggly cauliflower Ew. bread, and I was like, this is so depressing. Ew, that's so gross. I'm sorry. I haven't gone that far. I haven't gone that far. But this morning, Mario walked in knowing full well that I'm trying to get in my green suit Walked in with a bag of donuts, a gaggle of a them. gaggle, gaggle, of a donuts. gaggle of donuts, Jude. And he brought my favorite one, Maple Bar. My Maple yes. Maple Bar fans out there. And he was like, "Well, I didn't. I mean, I don't want to not bring something because you get mad when I don't." But like, what a great husband! Like, obviously, he's in no! trouble. No, either way, he's in trouble for totally. sure. But like. What a heart. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I didn't know. So I brought you. But if he didn't bring you one, would you low-key have been mad? Too? Yeah, because like, I probably would have been like, know? why didn't you bring me a donut? Do you exactly. think I'm fat? <laughs> you know what I mean? So he can't win. He's darned he if he does. That. And darn. this is for all the the highfalutin Christians out there. He's darned if he does. Darned if he doesn't. Exactly. Listen. There we are. So anyway, I'm dieting right now, but not really. Yeah. And we'll see if the pants fit. Yeah. Who knows? Well, I mean, like, if you really think about it, Christmas food is low key like keto because it's just like a bunch of meat and like <laughs> no green beans, right? You know? And like a mushroom sauce right. with mashed potatoes. Well, mashed potatoes are like still from the ground. True. Just has some like extra mixins in it. You know what I'm saying? A lot of dairy. We're keto. <laughs> We're keto. We're keto on Christmas. <laughs> anyway, uh, for all of you out there that are trying to diet, um, you know what? God bless you. Have the maple bar. You know what Come I'm saying? On. And if those. Those pants don't fit. Did I bring a backup? You betcha. Of course. Listen, if there's anything that you're allowed to treat yourself to after 2020, it's a maple bar. Seriously. If that's all you're treating yourself to? Wow. You know what? We're not supposed to talk about this, and we're going to transition here, I promise, for those that are actually wanting some kind of content that means something. <laughs> but I am so thankful that the style right now is the matching sweatsuit Come situation. On. Come <gasps> on. Let me, this is so embarrassing because I've literally caught myself doing this so many times. So obviously I'm Christmas shopping super last minute, right? but I'm like going in all these stores and the first thing that draws my eyes, it's not the dresses. It's not the cute crop tops. It's not the jeans. I'm like, those look like comfy sweats. I know. That looks like a comfy sweatshirt. I'm like, and I'm wearing a comfy set of sweats at the moment. Currently. Currently. This is how you know Shara's dating. Yeah. <laughs> 
no, this should be the opposite. I should be like, oh, I need to know. No, you. I mean, I'm talking like first two weeks of you dating, fine. But after yeah. the months that you've been involved, you know it's escalated quickly when you're in sweats and you're like, oh, you, no, like you me, change right? out of your morning sweats to your evening sweats. <laughs> That's literally happened to me where I'm like, oh man, I just want to get comfortable. <laughs> I know because life's hard. 2020 kicked us in the rear. Oh, and we, you know it's been 2020's been a hard year when su- jogging suits have become the fashion that came out of 2020. That's so true, dude. <laughs> and we're here for it. You asked for a jogging suit from me for I Christmas. Did, but to wear with a fancy jacket. No, listen, a fancy, no, it's white sneaker, first of all. Secondly, you can dress up the sweatsuit by now. What's in style is wearing a nice collared number underneath the sweatsuit. Oh. And it's like a collared, so it's like your your church sweatsuit. <laughs> 2020. It's just your church much. sweatsuit. You pair it with a white sneaker and a nice collared shirt and a bonnet and you're Gavinci good to go. she gets on board and they're like, I get it. I, we, we listen, guys. We're listen, doing our best. Gucci's got it down the side. Oh, for sure. They're just here for it. Anyway, I hope that you guys are finding a good Christmas holiday, you know, just experience if you're dieting or if you're wearing the sweatsuits. You're welcome here. Yep. We're, we've got both sides. She's having cauliflower breakfast, but also wearing sweats. We don't know. Yep, we, we don't. We're we doing, can't figure it we're out. We're doing our best. Tru- okay? Truly. Truly. So the last couple of weeks, we've kind of talked about Advent. And like I said, Advent's just been a really cool experience for me. A little bit different than um, walking in. I think it's been a eye-opening for you, Shara, as you've kind of entered into like, okay, wait a minute. I get it. Christmas presents. Here we go. But yeah, Jesus Advent, not the calendar with the chocolates or Mm -hmm. in addition to, um, which has been really cool. Well, it's it's always so cool. And I think I said this on the last podcast is that you break down these very growing up in the church, you hear about this stuff all the time, but you break it down on such a deeper level. And it has so much more meaning to me now, which I'm so thankful for, Mm -hmm. because now I'll know what that means. And when this time of year comes around again, I'll understand why why I feel so much joy and why I need to mourn if I need to mourn in order Mm -hmm. to experience that joy. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That has been what the Advent kind of season has come. In fact, I was listening to my pastor say something the other day as he was preaching and he was like, I know that you guys want Jesus to be the reason for the season. And he's like, he he is, but you are the reason for the season. Like Jesus came for you. This whole season is happening. And I just sat and thought about that, not in like a, you know, it's all about me kind of thing, because I think we're in a society where it is so much about ourselves and not a lot about others. But there is this idea that the sacrifice of what Jesus gave, it is to bring glory that he's coming and we're so thankful. But but my pastor is like, but you were the reason for the season. You're the reason this whole season happened because Jesus came for you. He came to rescue you from oppression and darkness and pain and hurt. He came to be with you in the lament and offer good care and comfort in the midst, midst of a very fragile and fragmented world. And I just like began to think like with such gratitude, like, thank you for coming and to continually in essence come Mm -hmm. just to continue to come to continue to be present to continue to want to pour into our hearts and i think my biggest takeaway from all of this this whole advent as we kind of transition into all right how do we handle this week because for many of us this week is 
it's a heavy week. People are missing family members. Um, people are going in with family members that can be really triggering. Um, not having money in this season can be a really triggering response. And I kind of want to talk about, we want to share today some tips about when we're triggered and how to handle that. And But before we kind of transition to that, I just, I just want to leave you with this kind of thought to wrap up Advent. Um, and I think the biggest takeaway was just this idea of Mary, the idea of this woman who was a nobody and like that is what God uses. Like God does not, like when God came, he just didn't come to the flashy. He didn't come to the ones with most power. Like he just really came, as Mary said, to the to the lowly and the humble and found favor. And there's someone that I follow on Instagram. He's named Scott the Painter. And um, he just does really, he has got a really amazing thing on Advent. Um, I actually haven't read the whole Advent thing, but I have um, followed him and read some of his posts on on Instagram. And he wraps up this one ending um, that I just thought was so interesting for all of us to sit in. And it said, this is why God's revelations to us, whether revelation of his son or whether revelation of, you know, prophecy or prophetic or what he's going to do, why God's revelations usually don't come through big, flashy avenues is number one, God doesn't need merch. (laughs) And I just thought that was great. Like God just doesn't need us to flash him about. Like he's already, like his wonder and his mystery is all around us. I mean, his merch is the mountains and the seas. Mm -hmm. You know, it is claims his beauty. And then number two, his bigness doesn't ask the viewer or the listener to have to transform to receive it. God is already transforming you. And so I, I just love that in order for us to see God, in order for us to take an Advent, it doesn't require of us to be transformed before we can get it. That in the process of God coming and Advent coming, like we can be who we are right where in our lowly state. And that is what God does. That's what God uses for transformation himself. And I just thought, man, there are so many of us I think if we're being honest, we think it's got to be the big and the flashy, that we've got we've to have all the things and it all together. We've got to have all the influence, all the followers, all the whatever for, for God to, to make an impact or for us to make an impact for God. And then in addition to that, that for God to reveal himself to us, we need to be transformed. Mm-hmm. We, we need to, to, to work harder or do more. And really God is like, no, like I work within your lowly condition. This is like how you see the world right now in its broken, fragmented state. Like this is where I'll do my best work. Mm. This is where I will transform. And I, I think that is so beautiful. And I wanted to leave that with all of you because Advent, again, has never felt more real. real. That has been my hashtag for the past month. Um, for many of the blog posts that I've written um, on my Instagram uh, is just Advent has never felt more real to me. The transformation that I've been doing personally, the what is happening in our world right now, um, is just we've never, for me anyway, um, tasted the need for Advent like I have this past month. So with that being said, we are now finding ourselves, like we said earlier, a week, you know, we're, we're in Christmas week, which brings about a 
gaggle, <laughs> a plethora of emotions. Yeah. Um, everyone's running wild. People are buying their last minute gifts. St- stores aren't open and the stores that are open, you have to wait in line to get mm-hmm. in every store. It takes so much longer to do anything. There's tons of frustrations. Um, there, There is an underlined sense of anxiety for a lot of people. I'm going to get together with my family. You know, some of us are getting together and my grandma who is, gosh, 90, 90, I think she's 90, you know, we're worried about her. Like you might get COVID and whatever. And she straight looked at us, this Italian woman, and she's like, look at me. Hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, if this is the last few years that I have on this planet, I am not going to spend it in my house Come on. Um, and being away from you. Now that's her personal yeah. opinion, but what am I, how am I supposed to tell my 90 year old grandma, she has to sit at her house and we can't have her. Like we have to make those decisions mm-hmm. on an individual level. And yet there's low lying anxiety for my grandma. Yeah. Like, is she going to get COVID? I don't want to be the one. I know I won't give it to her because I had COVID. I got to antibodies, mm-hmm. but I don't want her to get it. And yet I also have to respect her decision as a much older woman than me that she wants to come. Mm -hmm. So this is bringing about a lot of potential opportunities to be triggered, right? To be triggered in our homes, whoever we're going to be with. Inevitably, politics might come up. Inevitably, mask or no mask might come up. What you feel about COVID and everybody's got strong opinions, Mm -hmm. right? Everybody has a lot of feeling. They want to talk about loss. Now, maybe you're in a family where you all agree, but maybe in your family that don't. Maybe it's the thing that, you know, because everything's been stripped away, the stuff that kind of you were able to keep at bay or keep down in your Mm -hmm. family circles, everyone feels so raw right now Mm -hmm. that it's like, What's going to be said? Mm. And people love to drink at holidays and mm-hmm. go and get a little alcohol in it. And Aunt Betty, mm-hmm. you know, you about to hear all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. So we really wanted to take the, the remaining of our, of our time together and really talk about, um, you know, kind of like a guide on how to handle triggering situations. Like, what do I do in these situations and how do I handle it? Before I dive into, we have five tips for you. Before yep. I dive into that. Like, what are your thoughts to kind of, I've been talking a lot, Shar, so I'd just love to hear, like, is there anything rolling around in your brain? Or Yeah. I mean, I think the holidays with what this year has been is, it's a crazy time. So politics, like you said, all time high, no matter what you think or what side you're on, it's going to be a topic of conversation. And that's usually not going to go well, unless for some reason, you're just one of those family families where everything's on the same page. But, you know, I think because kind of what I've seen, um, and kind of where my heart's at is I feel like this year, a lot of because there's been so much free time, people have started doing a lot of work, Mm -hmm. um, whether that be internally, um, with maybe, your childhood or just where you're at kind of um what do you call it? deconstructing like who mm-hmm. you are as a person um yeah. because a lot of things have been stripped away right some people we've had have, to face ourselves yeah people some people have addressed it some haven't but for those who have walking to a holidays with family that could be bringing up some major feelings of being not safe right you know um, right. depending on where you're at in that process and so i mean i found myself at that place last year too, mm-hmm. after doing a lot of work and mm-hmm. just feeling very like unsettled and actually even on my birthday of this last year, just mm-hmm. like not knowing how to be mm-hmm. and how to be still and be okay. Mm-hmm. And so I think what we're going to go over today is going to be really helpful for, for all of those mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. Yes. Um, 
I think that's such a good point that you make. Like this past year, all of those coping mechanisms that we've had, you know, whether you stay busy at work or, you know, whether you just binge Netflix, but then, you know, whatever your coping mechanism has been for many of us, those coping mechanisms have been somewhat stripped away. Mm -hmm. And so we have spent some time dealing with ourselves, maybe in a healthy way or an unhealthy way, Mm -hmm. but either way dealing with ourselves. And so, yes, this could potentially bring up a lot of feelings and so much of what we sit in tends to be around family of origin. Mm -hmm. It tends to be around these places where you feel comfortable, but there's history and that history is, you know, rotted with all kinds of goodness, but not so much goodness. Mm -hmm. And so how am I going to enter into a space where I can stay in my body Mm -hmm. and I can stay grounded without losing it and and also trying to be as present as possible. So this is what I would say, like this is pretty, these are gonna be really practical tips, um, just even when you feel your body starting to get triggered. And and so when we say triggered, um, triggered is anytime you're having what would be referred to as like a trauma response. Something is being said or something is happening. It might even be someone in the room is just present there. And your body begins to have a reaction. And that reaction could be like, I wanna get small and high. I don't want to say a thing, or you can start getting really big and you start picking fights for no reason. Um, it, it could be however kind of your trauma response is, your response to how you handle the situation, usually it goes back to kind of how you handled it even when you were younger, um, is to is going to kind of start to play itself out. You'll Like for me, when I know I'm being triggered, um, oftentimes I will get angry for no reason. I'll kind of pick a fight and it helps kind of me regulate and I'll get really big in a room. Like I'll kind of get opinionated about something or stand, I got to stand my ground. Um, when really I'm just being triggered and I feel like I've got to grab onto some sense of health, normalcy, regulation, um, and that's me getting big. For you, Shar, when you're being triggered, what do you kind of tend to go into? Uh, I will get mm, quiet, Mm -hmm. and but my anxiety will peak. So I will feel it immediately in my body, like I'll get tremors, Mm -hmm. like where I start like shaking and my heart's pounding really fast and almost... If you don't struggle with anxiety, which I feel it's very rare for people not to struggle with that nowadays, but it kind of feels like if you're on a caffeine high and you're mm-hmm. just kind of like mm-hmm. not settled, you don't know how to be like everything is a little bit feels like you're in a dream state, mm-hmm. like a light dream state. That's kind of how my body reacts to mm-hmm. it, but I'll get quiet. Yeah. You'll get really quiet and you'll draw in almost like you want to be invisible. Yep. So you, want, you want to avoid any kind of outburst or fiery dart mm-hmm. and you were you were pretty trained throughout your childhood that to yeah. stay safe in your home was to hide yep um mm-hmm. right and so in my home in order to feel some sense of control in a place that felt really chaotic i got really big mm-hmm. i would yell i would scream these are trauma responses and when we are triggered we tend to go into that so let's say you're sitting around the table or you're in any kind of situation i'm going to say number 1 when you're starting to feel that happen what however you kind of respond um in feeling triggered your emotions are feeling triggered and you're wanting to respond in a certain type of way but really what you, you know you want to respond is stay even and and keeled number 1 is it's as simple as this is to feel both of your feet on the ground. Um, oftentimes, I know this sounds really weird, but when we are triggered, we lose sense of our bodies. Um, that's why Shara has a response where her body starts to tremble. It's like her body gets out of control. 
She can't Mm -hmm. get grounded. And so in order to try to keep those tremors at bay, she'll go inward. You'll kind of of hide and go inward. Um, And me, I get big, but I lose all sense of my body and grounding. It's almost like I just kind of my, it's an out of body almost experience where I'm just like, I'm mad. I'll look back and go, man, why was I so mad about that? Like you freaked out lady. Well, my body was trying to regulate itself. So in order to, for your body to regulate itself, you need to remember that you have feet, that you have a body and that you can feel the ground. So I say, feel both of those feet on the ground, even your toes and your heels, wiggle your toes a little bit and feel your heels. So if your legs are crossed, uncross them. If you are standing, just be mindful of all four of the corners of your feet on the ground. If you're sitting, um, make sure those feet are flat. Um, And another tip with that, um, feeling your feet, is to distract your brain by giving a tap. So you can either tap your leg um, with your hand, just kind of tap, 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 tap on your leg. That actually helps ground your body and to kind of divert from getting into a state like out-of-body experience where I'm angry or I'm going to hide or I'm having anxiety attack or um, even if I'm going into a depressed state, that tapping actually helps regulate your brain and regulate your body. So if you're sitting around the table, it's something really easy you can do. People start talking about politics and you are like, I'm going to get so fired up because I feel so passionate about this. But you and I both know that the table is not the place to do that. It's not the place to have that kind of discussion. You ever want to convince somebody of your point of view, this is a relational one-on-one. So number one, feel both feet on the ground, toes and heels, um, and and allow that tapping. Um, Number two, you're doing three and five, right, Shara? Mm -hmm. So number two, then I would say take a deep belly breath. You can even do that when you're sitting there. Um, You might not, um, you don't really have to show anybody, but I would say a deep belly breath in through the nose and out through the mouth. Do that a couple of times. Um, When Shara gets into the um, the third tip, you could add this to that as well, but try to breathe. Try to regulate your breathing. And I even make a conscious decision where I say in my head as I'm breathing, hear your breath. Mm. Hear your breath, Carrie. Hear your breath. Um, I know some people, I I will say some people, me being one of them, Mm -hmm. I can get caught up in my breath being like I can't catch it. Mm -hmm. And that will stress me out even more. Mm -hmm. One thing that I've found out that our resident um, counselor here, MFT, taught me was as you're regulating your breath or just in general just picking a random color, whether that be blue, green, whatever. Okay. So blue, for instance, and as you're breathing and regulating, look around the room and point the things out that are blue. It distracts Mm -hmm. your brain so that you're able to like calm your breathing and you're not getting uppity where you're like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. That's a great point. Yeah. Find, finding a color. It's another way of just kind of regulating yourself. Um, if you are following your breath and your breath is, you know, like really, mm-hmm. really he- like shallow, that's why I say try to take the breath all the way into your belly. Fill your belly with air in through your nose and then exhale out your mouth, but allow that be- that breath to go into your belly. When you're having any kind of um, anxiety, your breath is all in your chest. Mm-hmm. So you're going to feel your chest lift a lot. You're going to feel the heart palpitations in your chest. So try to get that breath into your belly. And honestly, this is great for this week, but don't you think that these are like... Oh, for sure. Anytime you're feeling triggered. I use these all the time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, anytime you're feeling triggered by someone at work or you're feeling triggered by your husband or your wife or you're feeling triggered by your kids, feel your feet, Mm -hmm. tap, 
take breathe. some deep breaths, find a color, yeah. you know? So those would be, those were the, the two tips. Shar, what's number three? So the third one would be take, uh, removing yourself for a moment, even if it means going to the bathrooms several times. Mm -hmm. So this one is another one that I've used a lot because for me, it's hard to regulate because I'm such a people pleaser and I'm so worried about what other people think of me that I feel like I'm constantly engaging like, okay, am I regulating? But does anyone notice what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. So it's very hard for me to do that. So mm -hmm. I'll have to go to the restroom and take a deep breath, look in the mirror, sit on like, like literally on the ground if I have to. I've done that a few times and just like curl up in a ball, whatever makes me feel safe. This is a little bit more dramatic. Not everyone's going to need to do this, but if you are struggling with, well, really that's bad like anxiety, when you're having like a panic attack. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but on a smaller scale, just going into the bathroom, just breathing where you're not worried about anyone looking at you, mm -hmm. wondering what you're doing. I'm mm -hmm. also highly observant, so I'm always scanning the room. So I feel like everyone else is highly observant scanning. Yeah, the room. they're not. Yeah. That's <laughs> we're hypervigilant yeah. to save our lives, but <laughs> Yeah. But so that's a that's been very helpful for me. Mm -hmm. And then I've gone a couple times, mm -hmm. even around friends and friends' families mm -hmm. where I'm just like, I yeah, I'm going to the bathroom six times. I never have to pee like this, but mm -hmm. to you you don't you don't know. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. I regulate. do have to pee that much. So yeah, you, you know. I don't. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, oh, she's just related to Carrie. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I think even standing in the bathroom, I think that's a good, I mean, it's such a good tip. Remove yourself for a second. You don't have to stay in there. You don't have mm -hmm. to sit there at the table. You can just excuse yourself. Um, you, you feel it coming on. You and, and this might not be that you're being attacked. Maybe how you show up in a space is you show up very opinionated. Mm. You show up with the one that just wants to tell everybody what's going on. Let me just free you from, you aren't Jesus. You don't have to convince anybody of anything. I love that you are opinionated. I love that you're strong, but be wise about how you share your flawed, by the way, because we're all flawed, opinions, mm -hmm. right? It's not Bible. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't actually all know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you might feel really strongly about it, but really wisdom and discernment says, is this the right time? And I would say around the Christmas table, um, it's not time. Mm -hmm. I would say, you know, at a work meeting, it's not time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so these, these kind of conversations, um, even if you are the one that shows up big and opinionated, choose to say, gosh, I want to I want to show up differently in 2021. Mm -hmm. I, I want to be a person that listens better. And so if you feel yourself wanting to fight, wanting to go like, hey, this mask or no mask thing, you know, whatever, and, and you want to start going, or you want to start talking about politics, or you want to start even talking about God in a at the table where there are non-believers, like be mindful that God, Jesus were relational and that the things that you want to share need to come in places of relationship, not in mass moments mm -hmm. around the dinner table. So removing yourself, I love that Shara, to, to remove yourself and go to the bathroom and just breathe. I think we even when you said that, I thought about that deep breath, putting your hand on your belly, breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth. Look yourself in the mirror and go, what kind of person do I want to be today? Mm. Like, how do I want to show up? Mm -hmm. How do I, like, what's going to so solve the problem? Am I going to convince Uncle John that mm. he should believe this way or that way? Is that really what's going to happen at this table? Mm -hmm. And you can look yourself in the eyes and say, I don't have to prove anything to anybody. Mm -hmm. I can just show up as I am. Mm -hmm. And I, that's good enough. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of give yourself a self mantra in that mm -hmm. bathroom. And yeah, remove yourself as many times. And again, family, Christmas table or not, this could be at the office. 
You know, Mm -hmm. Jane from accounting is offending you and she's bugging you like every time and you're trying, you trying to be better, a better person in 2021. Come on. Remove yourself. Yeah. Go to the bathroom. Allow yourself to regulate, feel your feet, take a couple breaths, tap your, tap your leg, you know, find that, find kind of, if I will, you know, I don't really love this word, but find your center. I'm really, it's just find your body. Yeah. Just come back to your body. So that's a good one. Okay. So that's three. Number four, have a beginning and ending time. Set a self-allowed boundary. So I think when we are in triggering situations, we know we're going to go into a situation that is going to be triggering. So if you already know that you're going to go into a situation and it's going to be a little rocky with the people that are going to be there, you are allowed to set a boundary. We would love to come for breakfast. We can come at 8.30, but we will have to leave by 10.30 Mm. so that they know and you know that there's a beginning and an ending. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not, and and here's what I want to say to all of you. I want to free you right now that you do not have to do anything that you don't want to do. Mm -hmm. So can I give you the freedom that says, if you're going to sacrifice, if you're going to go be with a family member and you're choosing to do that for whatever reason, and your sacrifice, sacrifice with intention. So make sure that you're sacrificing and going, okay, I am doing this because I want to see grandma, even though I know Uncle George is going to be there and he's a hot mess and I just, he always says stuff that triggers me, but I'm going to go because I want to be there. So what's going to be the boundary for you and your heart Mm -hmm. in that? Is there a self boundary when it comes to, okay, Carrie, these three topics for you are off limits. Mm -hmm. You are not going to talk about these three things. Um, that would be a self-imposed boundary Mm -hmm. to, to not just say like, I can't do that, but out of protection for my own heart, you know, is to set those boundaries and, and to allow, you know, if you, oh, I just, why can't you be here all day? Like we just all, you know, we only get to see you a little bit of time. We just want you to be here all day. I know that is really difficult. I wish that we could be there all day, but we cannot. Mm-hmm. Yep, but no. <laughs> but no. So we will be leaving at 1030 and you go, oh my gosh, Carrie, I could never say that to my grandma. You don't understand our traditions. Nothing changes if nothing changes. Come on. So you've got to set that boundary. And trust me when I tell you, when you set a boundary and you stick to it, people respect you. Yeah. They really mm-hmm. do. They come around and they respect you. And that might be some pushback at the beginning, but you will have honored your heart. You have honored your body. And in turn, you will say to the people that love you, I, these boundaries actually can't be crossed mm-hmm. um, without having to say it. You yeah. know? So that would be my number four. Uh, number five, don't be drawn into the same war. You can choose what you engage in. Mm-hmm. I love this one. Tell us more. Tell, Tell us, us more, more girl. Um, I think that obviously as families, we have patterns. Actually, whoever you're spending Christmas with, whether that's a, a friend group, maybe it is a lonely mm-hmm. Christmas for you, right. which our heart goes out to you if that is kind mm-hmm. of the, the choice that you made this year. But um, because our families have patterns, if you are coming into this Christmas a little bit more aware of those patterns, uh, it's an opportunity to choose differently. Mm-hmm. And um, I know for me, I've been in scenarios where I've done a year of a lot of growth, a lot of counseling. And I went into, um, at that time it was a different birthday party mm-hmm. and it was like, there was an opportunity to engage in the old me mm-hmm. and the old relational, um, and in- relationship interactions. I don't know mm-hmm. how to say that. Yeah. Right, but, yeah. Um, 
and just be like, let's pretend like nothing happened. And I'm the same person. So I'll still talk to you this way. And you'll still talk to me this way. And I'll take this from you Mm. or whatever it is. But we can show up different Mm -hmm. and we can hold boundaries, whether that be saying no, walking away, taking a moment with ourselves away from everybody to not engage in the things that Mm -hmm. we may have now realized are toxic for us Mm -hmm. and bring us back to, uh, throw us back to our shame or Mm. our our own pain or our dysfunction, we can choose different. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's a, a really cool thing that can happen throughout putting, putting yourself back in a situation in a triggering situation. It's one of the beautiful things that can come out of it is Mm. you can see how much you've changed or you can remove yourself and you just need to take care of you Mm -hmm. and that needs to be okay. Yes. Yeah. Not going into the same war and the same relational patterns that we've had, you know, small changes over time equal to big changes. So Mm -hmm. we're not asking you to go in, you know, this Christmas and like expecting even for you to do all of these. I mean, that'd be fine. But even if you did one, Mm -hmm. even if you did one of these, even if it was just, you know what, I lost in all these things, but at one moment I felt my feet. And that means that you actually listened to a body prompt. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think if we can listen more to what is okay and what is not okay for our bodies and really allow the Holy Spirit to begin to really illuminate like, hey, this is actually not okay for you. Or, hey, you need to be quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need to speak up here. Hey, little one, you actually don't need to get angry about this. You are okay. Mm. Allowing the Holy Spirit to tend to those places when you do go into the bathroom to pray and just, okay, God, like help me guard my tongue, mm-hmm. help me guard my heart, you know, mm-hmm. and allow me to be present in this room without feeling like I have to defend who I am as a person mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you already defend me. You already go before me and behind me and beside me. There is a coming back to our bodies, but there is also a coming back to allowing the Lord to really take resident in our lives and to guide our words, our actions, our bodies. And so, you know, I don't don't have to fight in the same war because I actually am really good with who God says I am. Mm. And he is always shaping me and always growing me. But to fight with you is getting me nowhere. Yeah. And it's literally to me, in my opinion, it's the enemy drawing us into these places that draw families apart, that draw dissension apart, that are, are cause dissension within um, our families, but really within our own hearts. Mm. And it's, he, he does it in the most smallest ways. Mm -hmm. And yet we leave an event going like, that was terrible. I feel terrible after that. I Mm -hmm. feel bad. Or we're thinking, why did I say that? I should have said this. You know, it's because we have not allowed us to, to stay in our bodies, Mm -hmm. to allow God to come back to those or allow us to come back to those places where God is really like, Hey, I've got you. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. Hey, take a breath. Mm -hmm. I'm right here. Mm -hmm. I'm not going anywhere. And I think there's just something beautiful about that. So um, I I hope like for you guys going into this holiday, you know, and and really, I mean, you might be listening to this a year later after this podcast is out and and you come, you, you kind of come across this and this is not just for the holidays. This is for for really any day that you're experiencing kind of a triggering, a trauma response, a response where you kind of get outside of your body um, and you go to whatever response is is natural Mm -hmm. for you, um, that these five tips we have both used a ton. Yeah. A ton, a ton, a ton. I actually just used two of these tips yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and so while I was in a discussion, mm-hmm. like while I was in a conversation, I started to feel triggered 
And I just, I literally, in my head, I didn't get up or anything. I couldn't get up. But I began to just breathe, take a breath, and then I just felt my feet and I tapped my leg. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I just, it brought me right back into the, into the conversation, mm-hmm. helped me listen mm-hmm. and helped me show up as my best self, mm-hmm. still speaking what my heart was, but without getting to that place where mm-hmm. I need to fight. Cause mm-hmm. that's for me, my, my fight, that's my response. Yours is flight. Yeah. Mine is fight. Um, so question for you, this yes. is not on our list, but something that came up, mm-hmm. um, for me is, do you have any tips for if you tend to disassociate in those mm-hmm. moments, mm-hmm. like how to come back to, mm-hmm. is it the same tips? Is it the tapping, mm-hmm. all of that, the breathing? Mm-hmm. So disassociation is any time that we're removing ourselves from our body. Yeah. So okay. we really are disassociating from what our body's experiencing, feeling, saying, naming, all of that. We kind of get into this place where, um, it's almost like I say, like we go red, like we, it, it just kind of goes black or whatever. It mm-hmm. goes into this place where I don't even kind of know what's going on. And that could be anxiety. That could be yelling. That could mm-hmm. be whatever, again, as your kind of trauma response, we then disassociate, we pull ourselves away from our body. And this is why we are so big on tending to your body mm-hmm. <laughs> because your body will help ground you. Your body houses the Holy spirit. So when you're in a disasso- dissociative state, you are in a state where you've lost sense of your body. Mm-hmm. And so all of these tips, yeah, oh, that, that we're giving you um, right now will help bring you back into that. So, yeah. So I don't know any, like, as we just kind of round up this, mm-hmm. I just want to wish you all a Merry Christmas. But mm-hmm. I also want to let you know that whether you're listening to this at Christmas time or not, um, that, that, that Jesus really is wanting to do a work in your heart and your life and heal you. And as much as you think like, I've got to, I've got to go to all the therapy. I've got to read all the books. I've got to do all the things. I, I think God is, is really wanting to let you know that he finds favor, um, on the, our lowly and humble conditions that he, he understands what you have seen in life. He knows how hard it has been. And he knows that you have tried to survive with the best of human efforts. And he wants to bless it. He really does. He wants to bless it, but he also wants to offer you a new way forward, a way where he goes, man, though, can we bless those survival techniques that you had to get really big carry to be seen in your home and to kind of like have someone notice you when, when the chaos was going? Can we bless that? That has allowed me to be a really good protector, Mm -hmm. but it has also been the place where I've come away from my body and I felt like I had to be that. What God has done has blessed those skill set that I've learned, but he's put it in his hands Mm -hmm. and it has allowed me to go, I don't actually have to rescue the whole world. Mm -hmm. I don't actually have to have an opinion about this. I don't actually have to fight. Even if I think I'm right, Mm -hmm. I don't actually have to fight. I actually can sit here in my head, knowing that they're wrong (laughs) and be okay with it and know that I'm, you know, or or for you, Shara, knowing that like your survival techniques of, of hiding actually saved you in a lot of violence in your Mm -hmm. home. And, and some of that technique, we bless it because you have a tendency to make anyone not that doesn't feel seen, feel seen. Mm. You reach out, you see them, your laughter, your good good care of them, your loyalty has been from really fragile, broken places, but God blesses it. And he also shows you a new way forward to use it for goodness and not for harm. Mm -hmm. So we say all of this to bless you all in the name of God and to let you know that these honest places that we come from, these honest hurting places have produced in us 
an environment where oftentimes it can be destructive, but with God and with the help of God and with coming back to the very body that houses the Holy Spirit, we do believe that when you are triggered and you will be triggered, no one is never triggered. Everyone gets triggered because we're fallen, broken people, that when that happens, coming back to your body, coming back to the Holy Spirit is going to help ground you and really move you in a place forward. Next week, we are going to be discussing some questions to, to end out the next year, some questions from you guys. Hey, if you don't like and subscribe to um, our podcast, it would mean so much to us for you to do that. It really, really, really helps us and it helps get the word out there. So if you like this, would you share it on your social media platforms. Would you give us a shout out? Would you like and review and subscribe? That would mean the world to us. We love you all. We'll see you next week. We are so thankful for the talented Tanya Godsey offering her amazing music with us. You can find Tanya on Spotify and other streaming platforms. And hey, we would love to answer any questions you may have for us right here on the show. So you can send us those questions to hello at thehonestpodcast.com. And as always, thank you for letting us share about the not so easy stories that make us and entering into the honesty and courage it takes to love who you were created to be. So until the next time, friends, may God's love and kindness be an offering to your heart, both now and always. <laughs>